What is up? It's your boy Phil here on Philosophy coming at you. Uh, unfortunately, a week late. I missed uh, last week's podcast. I ran out of time. But we got a two for one this week because everyone how we come on a podcast, I usually got one person on this week. week we're doubling it up, so I guess it, it counts. That's math, I think. Welcome to the podcast, <laughs> the Hardings, Anna and Wallace. Hello. What up, what up, what Welcome up? in here. Wow. Ah. In studio audience. Yeah. Nice. Uh, classy. Yeah, the only time Wallace <laughs> ever gets that much cheer. It's very true. <laughs> Listen, my mom can bring clap very loud. Thank you very much. <laughs> Does that bring you back to your, your high school football days? Yeah. Mama did. Uh, oh, yeah. Love her. <laughs> nice. Well, welcome, guys. You guys are awesome on the podcast. Uh, Anna's technically, I guess this is your second time on the podcast. First time officially, but... Yeah. Second time you interrupted me and Sean's podcast, but... Hey, listen. It was pretty fun. It was, yeah. It was great. It wasn't special. there for long, but... Yeah, you were the only one who interrupted the podcast either. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure I did a lot Village of Village Park is pretty uh, crazy, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Pretty much interrupted that, or edited that podcast out a lot. <laughs> and so, but, hey, you know, it is what it is. We we have all, all the things on here. Well, yeah, so welcome. It's uh, exciting. It's a Tuesday evening. Uh, a couple hours from now, you guys are going to be going to the new version of Late Night. Yeah. So that's exciting. That I will exciting. be going home to, <laughs> to do homework and a bunch of other stuff. So oh, boring. Very, yeah. I'm so happy I don't have homework. <laughs> right. No. I didn't go to college. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm past that phase right now. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's only got a year and a half left, so it's not bad. That's not too bad. Keep no. grinding. Yeah. Three classes a semester. What really sucks though is my um, so you know usually per credit hours how many hours the class is. So if it's three hour class, it's three credit hours. Not Valencia, not my classes. Mm. I uh, I have one class that's three credit hours, so th- it's um, three hour class. And I have another class that's one credit hour that's three hours long. Then the lab for that class is one credit hour, but it's five hours long, and it's a one like one shot. Not worth it. Yeah, no, <laughs> that sounds it. awful. I'm sorry. And so, <laughs> and it's um, the annoying part is is I was getting my original classes were three credits an hour, so you have to have a minimal of six credit hours to have. Uh, the Pell Grant, and so I was getting mm. classes paid for. It's great. Mm. Then I'm getting towards the end of my degree, and they're one credit hour classes, and so now I'm at five credit hours. I'm one credit just below, so now I have to fork out almost a thousand dollars for classes. Oof. So that's but. our house payment right there. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Not, not quite. <laughs> not quite. I wish. I wish that, that would be, be incredible. Nice. Oh. That would be pretty good. So you guys uh, just bought a house. That's exciting. Yes, we did. you we guys did. are in the new Middleton. I know. We're like five seconds from Walgamont too. That's exciting. Yeah, we we see him all the time. Nice. Anna refuses to let me stop our car in the middle of the street and wave at him while uh-huh. he's on his back porch. That's what? his time. We're not. I'm not going to interrupt the man's I time. I feel like, listen, he's going to hear this, and eventually it's going to be put out on the air, and he's yep. going to know that I've been thinking about him every time I've driven past his house, <laughs> like maybe 20 or 30 times. A day? <laughs> not quite, but <laughs> it'd be a lot of driving. <laughs> I was thinking that's just a lot of time to be thinking about Stephen. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Meanwhile, Steven's like, why are these people driving so fast past my house? And it's just literally me. I'm just like, should I wave? No. And it's like, no. Nah, no, nah, go. Don't, don't, don't do wave, it. Don't, don't let wave. him know. Don't, don't let wave. him know. He's going to know what our car looks like. And then he's going to be like, they're the ones speeding through my neighborhood. Yeah. Steve Walkabout Fan Club right there. <laughs> <laughs> but what? That's exciting. So, so you guys have, how long have you been in that house? I was trying to figure that out earlier about today. About almost a month. I think it's about a month. Yeah, it's around I think there. this is like technically coming to the end of the fourth week. 
Yeah, something like that. So we moved in on a Monday. Yes. That's exciting. So mm-hmm. uh, you guys uh, still ride or work together? We do. We do. Save it's a lot of money on gas. It's pretty great. You That's do. Exciting. And eventually you're like, if you drive in enough silence, you're like, oh, okay, I guess I do have to talk to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have an hour stretch anymore. We got like it's 20 true. minutes, so we're like in and out places constantly. I'm like, wow, we're already home, and it's like, what, 5 o'clock? Mm-hmm. It's great. That's, that's exciting. It's a good It's a good way to start the morning. Like yeah, it's a I do slow, appreciate it a lot. It's a slow momentum, and then it's like you're just talking about your day and mm-hmm. what you're excited for. Yeah. Stuff like that. I'm nice. sure it's in premarital counseling somewhere. Somewhere. Driving. Somewhere, somewhere. And then coming home, it's just like a debrief of the day. It is true. It is like nice. Our, <laughs> our car right here. I, was, <laughs> I can't really say it on the podcast. But it was a funny <laughs> car ride. It was. You f- hear about funny stories about what you dealt with, what she dealt yeah. with. Mm. So it's good. I mean, I love, I like it a lot. And then it's like, by the time you get home, you don't have to be like, okay, honey, how was your day? It's like, you know, you know exactly <laughs> we what. We go right into dinner. We go play pick. We're starting to play pickleball. That's yeah. exciting. We're starting to do our walks. Like we're mm. doing something active every night. We're trying to at least. We're retiring nice. at 20 years old. <laughs> yeah, we are. I wish. <laughs> Y'all become villagers. Be cool. Dude, I wish. <laughs> That's totally. I would love that. Yeah. It is, it is funny though, because you'll get to the car. And it will be like you'll kind of look forward to it, and you'll just be literally like, "You'll be, hey babe, you'll never guess what happened. I'm gonna tell you what happened to me today. It's crazy, and it's literally like it's like you wait for that moment just to be like, oh man, my wife's gonna love this when I tell her today." It's okay, like, have you ever had those moments where you're like, "Oh, she's gonna love this," and then you're Anna, you know, you're just sitting there just like, "The heck, are you, would you, what did you do today? Like, why?" A little all, bit, all the time. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it can also be the same way, like. Telling him about my day, mm. and he's like, "Yeah, totally." Yeah. You're just, you, but it it is what it is. Uh. It is funny because you figure out what some of you like. What I would find really exciting or important, where she wouldn't find that exciting or important, and vice versa with her. But it's funny because you start to realize what it is, and then so like when she says it then it's like you're overly dramatic (laughs) and it makes it even more funny because it's like at first she's just like oh my goodness this lady like cut me off i'm like no what she did what now oh that mean horrible person yeah i hope she's roundabouts man yeah (laughs) that's why i hate the thing at villages for the for the Roundabouts. Okay. It's efficient, I, though. Though, I did think about I was talking to Stephen. I was like, man, all these roundabouts are just the dumbest thing. But Stephen goes, take out the roundabouts and add four-way stops everywhere. Yeah. For it real. Is, uh, much more efficient than they a four-way really stop efficient. sign. Yeah. No, that makes sense. As many four-way. I'm like, well, we don't have to have any four-way stops. Just let the main, like, Morse Boulevard just, like, mm-hmm. get rid of all the roundabouts. And everybody sits on the side where it has to wait till the road's clear. But if you ever, if for whatever reason, so, like, we're driving here and a car was... Uh, having difficulties, so it blocked one lane. Yeah, and you don't realize how much traffic goes through there so fast mm-hmm. because <laughs> you're in all these little clumps of cars going through. Nice. And so it's like if you stop for whatever reason for like five minutes or just a couple minutes, it's like you're like, oh, wow, there's a lot. Of, like if there was four-way stops, people would be so backed up. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's the perfect system. I have no idea. I don't, I don't do make things like that. But <laughs> There was about a year ago, or actually a little bit longer than that, I was out in somewhere out in the North Villages. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know where it's at, but I was out at, like, an investment club meeting where I was running audio for it, and 
was headed home and I was like, all right, well, I have no idea where I'm at. So it's where you kind of follow GPS. I, I try, I try to pride myself on knowing ways to get out of places multiple ways without having to use a GPS. So you're not having to wait on recalculating, you know, you're just <laughs> like, and so, but I'm like this way, I'm just, I'm like, it's 11 o'clock at night. I'm headed home. I'm tired, ready to go, ready to go home for the night. And I come around the corner, going, going through a roundabout and I see like, like police lights come around the roundabout. I was like, oh, this is not good. So I'm like, okay, so I get over and like into the inside of the roundabout to, because I know, because like I could see they were on the right side, and it turned out it wasn't police lights; it was like the villages citizens on patrol, like those oh, like yeah. those things. And I was like, okay, I don't have to worry about it. And then I come around the corner, I see a double decker, like car trailer. You know those ones that like haul like like ten, fifteen cars. Mm-hmm. It was like a towing thing. And I'm like, oh man, someone's getting their car towed. Like that's a crazy way to tow a car. But okay, mm-hmm. whatever. Pull around, it's not even a car that's getting towed; it's a golf cart. they're pulling their golf cart onto a double-decker car trailer yeah they are man and they're loving it i was like that tells you have you you have way too much money if you can rent a double-decker car trailer to pull your golf cart somewhere like who knows why exactly right (laughs) it's crazy dude I don't know. I, there's a speaking of an investment club meeting. There's one where it was uh, they're like, "This is a high risk investment. We're looking for people who can invest twenty five thousand dollars without like, if you lose it, you're not gonna like be affected at all." I was like, "Wow!" And there's like people raising their hands, like, "I can do that." And I was like, "I wish I could had that much money just to spend it on whatever." Exactly. There like, was what the was ease that? of it. It was it was an investment of um, I don't know if actually I'm allowed to say what it is, is but oh. it, was, uh, it, oh. it was it was spilling a, the beans. It was some like cool tech product. I I can say it off the podcast, yeah. but it was a, it was a cool tech product. But it was it was gonna be really expensive to do, mm. and I was just like, yeah, no, that twenty five thousand dollars. Like I couldn't mm. even. Stephen's like, like, hey Jennifer, can we can we swing that? <laughs> <laughs> I think we can make it work. <laughs> the kids are gonna have to walk to school. It's a good thing we. Decided to get a home closer to it. <laughs> Speaking of that voice, we uh, Wallace here has a fun little secret. He likes to do impressions of people. So uh, I'm gonna throw start. I'm gonna start throwing names at you, and you get to do impressions. So start off with Stephen Wagamont. Stephen Wagamont. I, I don't know. He doesn't I don't like know. to be on the spot. Stephen oh, just cracks me He just I'm gonna wait. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me something Stephen says. Like I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right, try Jamie Weathers. That's Jamie only, Weathers? Only easy one. I don't he used know. to do Jamie all the time. Uh, let me think about Jamie. I love Jamie. He's backing away for the microphone. Calvin's laughing right now. Yes. Calvin's, when he hears this. Oh, uh, Calvin's <laughs> going to crack up. He's going to be like, who do you do, Jamie? Um, let's see. That's a good do the pain. <laughs> that was a good Calvin. <laughs> I, oh, well, I do Calvin way too well. Dude. You know how Calvin does that? <laughs> I do that all you the time. talk about the holy paint. Holy paint. Yeah, it's like. All right, okay. y'all. We're going to play bodies, and we want a holy pinch. Can I get a holy pinch? Not a pinch. A pinch. A peach. Not it's a peach. A peach. It's not a peach. It's, it's almost peach. like peach, it's but peach. not. It's a peach. Sure. Can I get a holy pinch? It's funny when he says there's certain trigger words, and then the Alabama really comes out. Mm-hmm. Man, it's cold outside. It's cold. It's cold. It's cold outside. Whew. Not cold. It's cold. Let me tell you something. It's cold. Oh, that is like lightning. You ever hear him say lightning bolt? Lightning. Lightning in the boats. Yeah. Lightning. Lightning the boats. Lightning the boats. Oh, yeah. if we're still doing impressions, do King Julian. You got a good King Julian. No, I'm one. not doing King Julian. Please. Yes, do that it. one's still so have good. Dignity. Do it. Do it. <laughs> like a well, what you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Julian. 
we're going to party, party. I, it, it goes worse as time goes on when you start. It gets funny. Or your um, one of my favorite, the Felipe. Felipe, man, what you doing? What you see? I'm gonna get in trouble for this. This is on like I, I can say things quickly in the car, and it's funny. And then, like, if I do like ethnic groups or like different countries, it's like it's funny. But then you like put it online, you're like, oh, they're offended. <laughs> offended. Let's like, talk about let's there's talk about a Okay. <laughs> offense. Just people get so offended nowadays over the weirdest things. Right? It could happen. It's, yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. It yeah. is. Our 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 nation's just going too woke. Like let's just be honest. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's spelled out in Revelation. I mean, I, I, it's kind of crazy to see how some things in that are coming true. You know, but but yeah, no, <laughs> I just got really deep there for a second. No, it's all good. I think it comes <laughs> down to the point of there's a couple of things that I think really play into effect <clears throat> of why people get so sensitive about things. Um, it's like before, it's like you go back a little bit in time, it's like people had to deal with a lot of really hard, intense things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> people don't near have to nearly deal with half the stuff. Like people died from all sorts of stuff that are now curable by medicine, all sorts of care. Mm-hmm. Um, people, I mean, you, you watch, we've watched recently we watched like a series where it was um going over like the oregon trail it's like so many people died along the oregon trail from the Mm -hmm. crazy simplest of what you would think simple things like they fell off their horse they broke their back and two days later they're gone like Mm -hmm. it's like so people had to deal with a lot of intense things um and then they also had to find a lot of purpose and i think that two things two of those things are like people don't have to deal with anything hard everything's really become very, very simple for him, super easy. You want food, you go to fast food. You mm-hmm. want something, it's going to be quick, it's going to be easy. Most things are. Um, and then also, it's like you don't have to, like some of the nicest people that you'll ever meet have gone through the most intense things in their lives. Mm-hmm. But then it, they realize it's like what I'm doing right now is not really that hard. It's like I've gone through much harder things than this. So they're <laughs> just really, really chill. Right. And then... That people have purpose. People know what they want to do. They have a reason mm-hmm. for doing it. And yeah. a lot of people don't have either of those things. Hard, difficult things, so they make problems. <laughs> and then they, uh, I don't know. Those are two things I think of. Yeah, no, that's good. I think that's, you know, I think there's a lot of that. You, know, you said, like, people from, you know, there's, like, our generation and then generations before that have walked through things and that it makes life not easier, but they understand, like, you know, they understand, like, this is the, you know. And so, for me, it's hard to understand because there's people that are that are our age that are, they're, they don't want to work. They don't want to mm-hmm. do things. I'm like, how? Like, how? I It's just the way I was raised, I think, you know. Mm-hmm. I think this we, there's a lot of people that are, yeah. are our age and younger that were raised correctly. And so, mm-hmm. I think there's there's still some hope, <laughs> but there, I mean, there's always hope because, you Know, you you go the Christian route, but I think if you go the even like the world worldly route, there's still hope for this country. I think there's still a chance because of the, the if people because of the people of our generation that are were raised correctly that are not like oh everything needs needs to be handed to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah. I think there's definitely. <clears throat> I th- I think that. I don't think we're going to have any problems whatsoever because truthfully it's like the country in and of itself has gone through much more difficult times. Mm -hmm. Everyone likes to, it's funny because everyone thinks it's like 
that it's different or it's special. Like this is going to be different than any other generation that's gone before us. But I, I mean, I love history. And one thing I know is that <clears throat> very, there's very many times when there was like a lot of, um, where it felt super desperate, super no hope, uh, mm-hmm. lots of dark times in our history, even as a, a young country like we are. And <clears throat> people always seem to still be able to rise above it. And that, I mean, it comes down to like a really good Christian um, core that founded this country, but also just, it's like, okay, for instance, like inflation, right? So mm-hmm. people are talking about inflation all the time. Right. They're talking about interest rates for houses. Okay, right now, interest rates for houses are a little over, I think, 7%, 8% right now. It's like in the 70s, they had to really drive up the interest rates to try mm-hmm. and keep it, um, to keep people from spending as much money, try to get the inflation down, all that. It's like interest rates were over 10, 15% mm-hmm. in like the 70s, like later yeah. 70s, I think. And it's like, we're right now like, oh my goodness, it's never been so bad. It's seven, It's like, no, it has been much worse at different times. But yeah, it, it's not, it's not saying that it's not bad. It's just, we've also done this before. There's been generations that, um, have come like post World War II generation. It's like World War II generation, greatest generation. It's like dealt with incredibly hard things mm-hmm. all around it from the wives that are waiting for their husbands to come home, fixing up things, bandaging up people at doctorates to men on the front line. It's just like all sorts of stuff. And then their kids, babies. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, did it deal? It, it, it all comes in to perspective. It's like people are going to deal with hard things and they're going to have to rise to it. Mm-hmm. And some people are going to get quick. Some people are going to take a little bit. Yeah. No, oh, I think that that's very factual. So, so spinning off a different direction, cause welcome to the podcast. We go every different direction. Yeah. <laughs> we go all over the place. <laughs> oh yeah. So, um, I, uh, let's talk about how I've met both of y'all. Okay. Cause obviously like you got, how old are you guys? That's just for the record. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm 22. Yeah, I'm 21. I'll be 22 in March. See, yeah, okay, so. Maybe. (laughs) See, but y'all can't, you can't say that though, because like I'm 25, so like I I, I feel like a lot, really old. But you're also (laughs) still young. Yeah. You're like really. It's only like a three, four year difference. It's not too bad. Right. It's not too bad. So I met you, Wallace, at youth, Mm -hmm. right? I think Fuge Camp was the first time I ever met you. Was yeah. that Fuge trip? With Which was Chris um, Wegman? Yeah. yeah. Was that twenty? When was that? Twenty eighteen? Twenty seventeen? Was that the That's year? Was I still? Here's the here's the question. Was I still in youth? Or was I was I a youth leader? Do you know that much? You were a leader at that time. Okay, that was twenty eighteen because that was the first youth. Because twenty sixteen, I graduated because I, I I had to wait a year to be a youth leader for camp. Mm-hmm. And so I had so then 2018 was the was the first year of huge camp so, and then Anna when when did I meet you I feel like it was was that Gosh. FA no I knew of you when I was in middle school okay but like I also never went to youth too because we lived a good distance away and I and <laughs> into high school I was always at cheer so right Wednesdays were like my debrief day mm-hmm. so it really wasn't around youth very much but like. 
I feel like we knew each other. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I mainly knew you, like, at chapel and yeah. like, stuff like that when I started helping Heather with vocal. Yeah. And so, so, and then how did you guys meet? Through late night. Yeah. Like, officially. Night. I mean, I knew him, I knew his face and his name in high school because I had a lot of friends that went to, mm-hmm. I don't know, to the villages and stuff. Um, So I knew of you, but we never, like, actually talked in high school until we both went to late night. I just want to put on the record that... um. <laughs> I went to late night for like a full year um, with no beard. When I first went to late night. And then after about a year, I decided, I was, you know, I'm going to really start growing a beard. And then we started talking. So we what can I say? interacted I like, over I like a, a year. like a man with some facial hair. But she, she didn't even know who I was until like, <laughs> like we interacted. We were friendly. We were, I would think friends at the time. But then she's all of a sudden like, oh, you did go to late night for the past year (laughs) (laughs) that's funny just a little fun side note yeah (laughs) that's funny so i've i i knew both of y'all in high school so that's 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 another funny funny story and so which that's actually i was talking to grant so grant came up the other day you guys both know grant right Mm -hmm. i know grant well i knew you knew grant but i wasn't sure if wallace knew him and my sister were in the same class yeah and so um so i came up Mm. to uh, so grant came up a couple weeks ago and we were talking about people and I was just kind of talking about how, like I said, when I started to feel old at late night, when it was like Malin and Carly were at late night. Yeah. Mm. Because I'm like, I said, I knew them when they were in like fourth and fifth grade and now they're in college. Right. And so I'm like, I said, I feel old. Like, that's when I felt like really old at that point. And so, but uh, it, it's fun because it's like, I don't, I don't even like, I know we were, we're, we're like five years apart pretty much, three to four or five years apart, but like... I look. There's certain, like I said, I think it's just the way you guys are raised. Is I don't see you guys as like younger. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. like younger in a lot, in a sense of, uh, you know, obviously your age, but like maturity level. I don't see that level. Yeah. You know? Well, I always told my mom, I was like, I feel like I am a. Whenever I was in high school, at least, right. I am a 25 year old stuck in a high schooler's body. I felt like <laughs> I, out of all of, like our friends, I was like, eh, I'm. I feel like I'm a little bit more mature mentally. Yeah. I'm. I know where I'm at in life. I know what I want to do in life, so I'm like, right. I'm I'm going to pursue it mm-hmm. eventually once I get out of here. So that's what like I had Ethan on the last podcast, mm-hmm. and he was, we were talking about him and how I said a lot of kids his age just they don't I mean they're in high school they're you know they're you know first second year high school they're looking to potentially dual role do a basic degree figure out where they want to go but like Ethan's like he knows exactly where he wants to go what he wants to do how he wants to get there and like. Anything, you know, be warned if anything stands his way, kind of thing. You know, yeah, he's mm-hmm. a smart kid, and so like, he's, he's a cool kid, he's yeah. Really and so he's really smart, and he's really cool. And I think again, that's how he's raised. You mm-hmm. know, and so mm-hmm. not not saying that your uh, kids that like, if if you don't know, know what you want to do in high school, no, you're no. it's bad parent raising, not at all. But like, I think that's you know, I think they that's got a good cool. head on their shoulders. Exactly, I think yeah. I think that's that just, that's okay. but that just shows his you know, his maturity level. Like, there's yeah. a lot of times I'm like, he's like, I'm only 14. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> And there's some kids that are like, I'm 16. I said, no, you're not. <laughs> there's some real. people in their mid-20s that I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. no. I think it just comes back to like, it's not even about having like your life together, being like, I know I'm exactly doing this or I'm doing mm-hmm. that. I think it comes down to as far as you can find out very quickly how people process information mm-hmm. and how people, what they want to do. Like there's some people where it's like, around our age, they're like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go home and I'm going to play video games. And I was like, oh, that's great. I was like, but that was like me in 
freshman not like tooting my own horn but i'm like saying that's like me in freshman year it's like mm-hmm. after that i was like yeah i need to stop playing video games i'm wasting too like it's just <laughs> that's a, a silly little illustration but it's like but no it's what it's, are you gonna do it's like you have free time what are you gonna do with it yeah no, i was i was the same way because like i i mean i used to play video games as a kid you know and i think i think a lot of us did but then like the older i got the less i played i still i still have gaming systems but i'm like they're just collecting dust, mm-hmm. and I even thought about. It. I was like, "Oh man, like I we had an old Xbox at the church that we weren't using, so I took it home, and you know they, they're like, oh, you can have it.'" And so I like I put I, I was like so excited. I put it all together. I downloaded a game. I played for like thirty minutes. I was like, "I'm bored," and then I, I, <laughs> that was like two years ago. <laughs> and I, was like, yeah. I just don't have the the time or to set it up or do. I mean, yeah. maybe if I had a station set up like ready to go, but like I take it and I pipe physically like collapse it down, put it away. And I just, I'm also lazy and I don't want to take the time to take it back <laughs> out and put it back together. But, um, yeah, uh, I think it's fun. I played it a lot when I was in, uh, in high school younger because when I, um, my dad started working for the church's thrift store and he showed up with a tiny little bitty TV, like maybe like a, like a 13, 14 inch little tube TV. Had the little red, white, and yellow connectors on the back. I could play my little games on it. And I, was, I was so excited. And then for my birthday, my dad's like, my dad found a like a twenty four inch flat screen TV, and mm. he's like, "All right, hey, I'm gonna buy this for you through th- thrift store." But he's like, "I'm gonna get it, get it for you for your birthday." I'm like, "That's awesome, luxury status, exactly, right?" <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, you know, I, I had a flat screen TV in my room, and all stuff. And so, anyways, well then, uh, funny story rolls around. My dad goes to, to find the TV, and he can't find it anywhere. He searches the whole place, can't find it. And I'm like, "Oh, you mean that little like flat screen?" Oh yeah, I sold it. And my dad's like, dang it. And then Gary at the time is like, he goes, just just pick a TV and it's yours. Like, I don't care. Like, it's, it's, it's you know, we there's a screw, we'll take care of it. And I'm like, okay. And so then my dad jokingly pointed out, like, one of those, like, 75-inch, like, monster tube. You ever seen those old yeah. school ones, those big, big, really heavy ones? And he's like, haha, that one. And he goes, sure. And so mm-hmm. I went from a little 13-inch tube TV to this monstrosity of a TV in my bedroom. <laughs> and I was crazy. like, that's like playing Pac-Man on there. It was great. <laughs> so, like theater size exactly. screen. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of video games, my favorite little video game that I could plug into the TV, it was a SpongeBob, like, controller thing, and, like, the controller with his nose. Dude, I would go to town on that you thing. You have no idea how I much loved that SpongeBob game. Up. It was the so SpongeBob great. remote. Yeah. I think I had the best toys growing up. Nice. Right, well, I, if I could go back, I would go back to my childhood just to play with my toys. Nice. I so, loved my toys. So what is your favorite toy growing up? Oh, gosh. Now I got to think about it. Okay, well, Wallace. Wallace, I'm, your friend. I'm Wallace so, like, I didn't play with toys growing up. I was mature for my age. No, I, I 100% played with toys. Oh, yeah. I, I'm horrible at those these questions where it's like, what was your favorite? <laughs> Let's like with your memories. Like, what, what's your most scary Thing that has ever happened to your story or and i'm like oh, i'm so like bad at like being able to categorize <laughs> and oh. be like this is the worst um i don't know i got mine mine okay. was i had like that baby alive doll mm-hmm. where it, like mm. pees and poops and yeah. you feed it and stuff uh. loved that thing mm. and then i had a airplane like from barbie like right. barbie's jet plane mm. loved that that nice. was that was the stuff and then i yeah. got my first american girl doll and that 
I was sold. I nice. had a lot of G.I. Joe action figures and Legos. I love So we both had dolls growing up. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> they're not like they're Girls not like dolls, you can men had action figures. Right? <laughs> well it's, it's literally it's like you cannot change clothing on a G.I. Joe <laughs> that was put in a mold somewhere in China, like <laughs> barely can move its arms up and down. Like it has a gun that's way too big to fit in its hand. It's like no, that's I don't funny. think so. No, but I would play with like all my Barbies and stuff, but then like a little while later, I'm outside. I have a bucket. I have a water hose, oh and I have Dawn dish soap. I would be out there four <laughs> hours filling up that bucket, dumping it over my head, maybe thirty times. It was like crazy. That's funny. I was pretty satisfied with water in a bucket. It's true. Mm. And I like digging holes in the yard. Mom would get mad at me. Nice. But yeah. I liked digging holes. Surprising. Very. <laughs> I loved it as a kid. She basically was an outdoor kid, and she just <laughs> she ate like she was always outside twenty four seven with a bucket and a hose. I like my bucket. <laughs> then I would make umbrella forts. I get like all the umbrellas I could find mm-hmm. and make my umbrella forts. Nice. I think this has gotten very off track of what your favorite toy was. <laughs> <laughs> now we're just talking about it's childhood just memories. Up memories now. I love it. Well, now, welcome to the new segment of the podcast, Childhood Memories. Dude, my childhood was great. That was cute. All right. So what was your favorite childhood memory, Wallace? It was my favorite. I just told you I'm horrible. What's a good one, then? What is a a childhood childhood memory? memory? What's something that sticks out? Um. You did sports all the time. I did play a lot of sports. So, I mean, there's plays that have stuck out. Um, there is, okay, so there was, so you know up north how they have that white stuff that, that falls from the sky, that yep. snow. What? Yeah, I know. <gasps> I heard stories about it. I saw no it for myself last Whoa. year for the first time. Wow. Speaking of snow, remind me to tell a story about me, Snow, and Jamie in a little bit. I will bit. tell you, I will, I will remind you. Yes. <laughs> but. So in Florida, as you might have noticed, we do not have snow. Sad day. Sometimes in Florida you have snow. Mm, very rare. It's called a snow flurry. It's more frost. It's ice. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally frozen water. <laughs> it literally is. But what my brothers and me used to do back when we were homeschooled is we used to dig holes. So parallel. Yeah. yeah. We used to dig foxholes because we were really into World War One history at this time. <laughs> and we we're like, okay, we're going to dig a hole deep enough where we can stand in it and still not look out. Like that was the goal. So we did that and we had what we called mud wars. So mud wars is you dug a foxhole and your brother would walk across. I don't know how far away they build their base, their foxhole. They dig it really deep. And then you would put a hose in it, fill it with completely with water. And, and then <laughs> after you have done that, that's step-by-step process, you would go and get um, little goggles you would normally have like a snorkel with. Mm-hmm. You would get one of those, put them on so that you couldn't get mud in the eyes because we found out fast <laughs> that burns. That's not a good idea to get little rocks and mud in your eyes. Yeah. And then we would both go, we, everyone would go into their foxholes and like be like submerged almost in their foxholes and just gather <laughs> up mud. And then they would be like, charge. And you just like go running at your brother, just throwing handfuls of mud at them and then run back to your fort for retreat. Yeah, That's it was funny. really funny. It was really fun. So basically you all had the same childhood. Totally, yeah. 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 <laughs> Water, holes, 
shovels? It was so similar. It's just mind blowing. <laughs> mind blowing how, how similar. similar our upbringings were. You know, so similar. Five boys and one sister. <laughs> it's for you. You have two total. Well, I have sisters. two sisters, but, but I'm just saying, time, yeah, when yeah. we were, yeah. And I had one total sister, mm-hmm. and I was the baby. It was the, like so sim. You would not believe the household structure, like how <laughs> similar it was to each other's, like so similar. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's funny. In, in case anyone's <laughs> listening and thinks I'm serious, I'm being sarcastic. Nice. What? Very, very sarcastic. Uh, Never caught on. Wow. That's funny. All right. What's the next question? What you got? You got deep. You got deep stuff, sir, Phil. What's the deep stuff today? The deep stuff. We're going deep? in. Yeah, and Anna's going to answer it. I'm not going to talk no, anything about it. Yeah, we're just going to mute Wallace's mic. Anna, this the, the theological question is for <laughs> you. Oh, theological. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that ain't my. That's not my subject right there. <laughs> um. Oh, the, uh, the Jamie story. I forgot Jamie to tell story. Oh, yes. Oh, I was yeah. really bad. I did not remind you. You said you going to remind me, man. Snow, Jamie, yeah. you. So. <laughs> <laughs> you got three <laughs> you got things to cover. Yeah. We were coming home from Passion um, a couple years ago, and we stopped at a uh, – we we got off, and we stopped at, like, a trucker stop because 75 was shut down because it was iced over. <gasps> oh, my god! And so they're like, yeah, it's going to take, like, hours for it to be on, like, on to, like, thaw. Dude, I'm so guessing nice. this is not in Florida. No, this was – they said it was in Florida. I'm like – and so what? I'm like, it's in Florida. It's, like, 75 degrees, How? given an hour, like, you know. And so, anyways, we stopped off while there was snow, what was remained of snow. Mm-hmm. And so, maybe maybe it wasn't Georgia. Maybe it was, like, in the bottom of Georgia. But it was, like, it was this weird spot that we weren't expecting snow. Well, anyways, and so we got up. And, again, I'm, the, like, I was one of the very few that hadn't seen snow. It was the first time seeing it, so it was exciting. And so, we had a snowball fight. Nice. Except, again, you talked about how in Florida, Florida snow is more ice than it is snow. Mm. Mm. And so, I just grabbed what I thought was snow, mm. made a Nice compact ball. Oh, really it just straight. A rock. Yeah, <laughs> straight at Jamie. Oh, he wasn't ouch. looking. Yeah, not a good idea. It wasn't a great idea, especially where it hit him. I was very, very apologetic. And <laughs> and this is why Jamie no longer does youth ministry. <laughs> he said it was retirement. We don't believe him. <laughs> but. Yeah, yeah, no, that was that was exciting. I think one of my uh, we were talking about childhood memories, and I was just, I was uh, rem- remembering all the times I was outside, and we had this uh, set of trees that would like came up, and we cut two of them off because they were like falling over, and so we had these two stumps, and so it was, um, and so I one day I was I was in my flip flops, full speed running, and I said I can jump this. Oh. I jumped Famous it. Famous last words. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so I jumped it. Except my flip flop was broken, and so the like the sole had come loose, and it hooked the stump. <laughs> Let's just say I stopped mid air and went straight down. Ouch. I was like, "Yeah, that's quite a picture right there." <laughs> <laughs> it was very cartoon like. It was very exciting. Oh my! That's like the famous like, like. Guy, Christian guy's last words is like, "Oh, I got this." I got this. <laughs> yeah, watch this. <laughs> I remember, I was it's like, right. if a guy says that, it's probably not going to end well. <laughs> yeah, I remember I rode my bicycle um, when I was a kid down my street. It was you know, I'd ride ride down. We had a little roundabout yeah. in the back, come back, you know, and so I would just go as fast as I could go. And then there was one day that I um, there was a bunch of kids out on, on the, end of the street I hadn't seen before, and whatever. So I just kept on going, and they're like, they were trying to get my attention. 
And I was just like, I'm like, yeah, they look, look like kind of a rough group. I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. Anyways, but they were kind of small. And so, because I was a very tall kid. And so I, um, I've, I learned very quickly I have the power to intimidate certain people. Um, only certain people, but <laughs> I have the power to intimidate certain people. Listen, just then when you said that, yeah. uh, looking across the room, I'm like, whoa. You were intimidated? <laughs> I was like, dude, back off. I'm yeah. like, oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I was like, no. I don't want none. I don't want I don't none. Like <laughs> you don't want yeah. that smoke? I don't want that smoke. We don't smoke. Listen, you... You should tell the story of when Phil absolutely destroyed me in Bubble Ball. That's that's oh, why yeah. I don't want that smoke. <laughs> oh yeah, I absolutely just took. Walls okay, out. I'm sorry. I'm going. I'm sidetracked. <laughs> uh, that's funny. But uh, but no, I, uh, one of the kids took like a mud ball and chunked it at me and like hit mm. me upside the head with a mud ball. Mm. And so, but yeah, I uh, ended up like choosing the high road, and I was like, I really wanted to beat the crap out of the kid, but I chose the high road, went home. Good job. You just looked past him. Exactly. I looked over them. You just looked over him. You were taking that high road. Yeah, I looked right over them. I said, and I rode right over. I rode right over the dude. A bunch of speed bumps. Yeah. Exactly. So Wallace wants the deep questions. Let's see. I think Anna needs to answer a deep question. Anna does not. Anna is the one that. I've been asking Anna for wisdom. Wisdom. That's your days. mistake right there, asking Anna for wisdom. Listen, you wouldn't <laughs> believe it, but that lady, it's oh, not often, man. but a few times, she says really wise things. <laughs> I try to write them down so that I can remember them 10 years from now. The last time she said that one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Hey, great, great, great grandpappy. What was that last thing? Let me tell you something. <laughs> Way back when, 25 years back, your grandmother actually 25 said. 25 years? Something really like smart. <laughs> really smart. And it's you have great, great grandkids at 40. Oh, I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't picking up on this great grandkid. I was just. I was going to that's like oh, voice. Oh my yeah. God. Wow. I was like, we're going to have some questions if you have great kinkies. Just a little bit. It'd be like biblical times. They're just like, just uh, as young as you can. Yeah, just go for it. Terrible. This is the first time you've seen her. I'm sorry. It's it's not like the portrait they sent us five months earlier. They They definitely exaggerated a little bit when they painted this. <laughs> Uh, that was uh, funny. It reminds me of a funny meme I saw once. It says, uh, "When you need, when you want to get the family talking again, send out a heartwarming Christmas card, mm. but, but add a kid that no one knows." Yeah. <laughs> <For> <laughs> <real>. <laughs> oh my oh, goodness! With, with my family, that would like be on the family group chat in like point two seconds, and there would be serious like people, phone calls would be made. But you have hundreds and hundreds of. I was about to say, I feel like it'd be the complete opposite. Listen, half of Central Florida just found out. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, so like I got one side of the family. I mean, both sides of the family are pretty communicative. But one side of the family, it's so funny (laughs) because something one story will be told to one family member. It's not even put out anywhere. It's not. It's just one, and it will literally just like. It will just bounce. It just literally a phone call. We it's like something out of like a comedy mu- movie. Like yeah. it calls up and say, "Hey, hey, 
So it's just like, how's your day? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't care. Anyways, so <laughs> this so-and-so just happened, and this is what's going on. And it's like, but don't but the tell anyone. the story gets so twisted. It's like a game of it's telephone. Oh and then gosh. by the end of it, it's just like someone called you up, and they're just like, you're moving to California? <laughs> it's like, no, I'm moving an hour east of here. <laughs> real so I, I remember the, her first time hearing about like your family and you're like how big your family is i'm like oh okay you know pretty and, like he's like size and he's like so this is this is before you guys were dating actually it's probably before you guys even met you know, officially but uh, we uh me wallace and mitch went to a concert it was like a southern gospel concert and stuff like that and i forgot where <laughs> it was at and he's like i think it was in ocala i think so it was, it was, like, was, some, it was something like that and it was like hey he's like man you know, I see, I everywhere I go, I see family. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, haha, that's very funny. Like, oh, it is what it is. And we show up to the concert, and literally, we sit in a row with his with yeah. family members. From, like, from the it. entire row was one of my relatives. Is <laughs> oh there one family? And I was like, we drove an hour and a half away from your, like, parents, and you're like, we're still finding your family. It just so happens yeah, it's just over. one of the towns in Central Florida that has <laughs> a relative of mine. It's, it's very uncommon. One of the towns. One of the towns. You, you know how, like, okay, you have, like, portrait mode on your phone? Okay, we don't use portrait <laughs> mode. We use landscape. Like, the same <laughs> that you would use to, like, panorama. try to... Yeah, panorama. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. One of our wedding pictures, it's all of it's just cool. what, like your side of the family. It's just like one massive picture. Yeah. So and, you, and some people are looking footage. around, and like other people are smiling. <laughs> it, the kids is. are running around. Like it's not like mm. like but, everyone's staring at the camera. But one thing that's funny about it is it literally is like if you ever like when you're younger, seen those books where it's like, can you find that? And it would just like <laughs> have random Waldo. objects, Waldo. and it's literally like the more you look at it, there's so many different things going on. It's just like so and so's looking at so and so. A kid's like off in the air, a kids crying. It's just like, can you find this? Yeah. Except when you p- open the book, you have to like unfold the other three pages <laughs> because so that's, it's that's like trifold. It's like yeah. when they have like a map on a book that you have mm-hmm. to unfold a couple pages. Yeah, that's. And the map never goes back the same way twice. <laughs> <laughs> but you, yeah, well, we should create that. You should, you shouldn't should be taking notes right now. You can create a book, just get pictures of all his family, and then cre- we'll create it. Says where's Wallace, and have pictures of Wallace throughout the whole. Uh, that'd be, <laughs> no, that'd be so much work getting all those people into one picture. It did take one of our family members. Did it? They like put a um, a family directory, which I thought was really cool, oh, yeah. and it had like. Um, a funny photo on the front, and then each page was a um, one of the families, and it had mm-hmm. like contact information and like <laughs> a family photo, the most recent family photo, and it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took them a long time to make that, and it was just one side of the family, and it was the yeah. smaller side of the family too. <laughs> By the time it finishes, dang, it's no longer recent photos. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it's like there or was someone had another kid. There was exactly. like Crazy. A, less than thirty cousins on that side of the family. That's like. That's impressive. Half of what the other side of the family is. <laughs> the other half is like 60, 65, 70. I think. And aren't, cousins, you, aren't you first cousins. like one of the older? Aren't you the oldest out of everybody? So on, on one side, side? Um, on my mom's side, I'm the oldest great grandchild. I, I wear it with pride. I'm like, I am <laughs> the old, eldest of the Walsh clan. And then like on my other side, I'm like the 10th oldest oh, okay. of like nice. quite a few. Quite a few. That's right. I forgot about that. So, which one of your brothers was the COVID graduate? Was it you? I was the COVID graduate. You were the COVID yeah. graduate. Yeah, that was both. Because I remember we live streamed you in to the um, your graduation into Village Park. 
Do you remember that? Yes, we did. Okay. That was yeah. cool. That was really cool. Pre graduation party, was that it? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. it was because only we, a certain amount of people could be at the graduation. Yeah, you can only have. Oh, and like, the rest of the crew was at VP watching you. Yes. Yeah. So ah. they somehow. Probably Phil was that was there yes. getting it all figured out because yeah, Phil got the tech stuff. Because I remember Kevin Bynett called me and he goes, "Yeah, so I need you to do, like we're we're having a like a graduation party at Village Park. I need you to like live stream in the villages like graduation thing." I'm like, oh, "Okay, cool, we'll make it happen." <laughs> and then I remember it was you. I was like, "Oh yeah," and I was like, "Oh, you have like so many friends that came out to see you," and you're like, "Bro, this is just my family." Yeah. I was like, "Oh, okay." A small. Yeah, it's crazy. Little small, small couple of family get together, mm-hmm. two hundred plus people. That just <laughs> small family get together. Uh, was it funny? At, did, uh, this is going a couple years, quite a few years back, actually. Um, well, I guess still a couple of years. Did it? Did you see on the live stream me about eat it when I stepped I did. onto? Okay, yes. I went this because I'm sure that would have been hilarious to watch on live stream. Oh yeah, because I it was like 150 degrees outside. I'm wearing a whole gown. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing a dress shirt underneath with dress pants and cowboy boots. And I'm walking. I go to step Don't up. Don't forget, on. you also had a mask on, too. Oh, I also mm-hmm. had a mask. So I'm they sitting there just going like Darth Vader, just mm-hmm. <sighs> like walking up to it. And I Luke, take. Luke, I am your brother. <laughs> brother. <laughs> ah, uh, I was waiting for it. Clever. That was clever. <laughs> it was clever. Uh, <laughs> I'll, give you a, I'll give you that one. Man, I've had the weekend jokes. Oh. It's been great. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, yeah, so I ba- basically the second step up, I just, like, the, catches the boot, and I just, like, about eat it mm-hmm. right there. <laughs> <laughs> but no one would have been able to help me up because, you know, six feet apart. Exactly. <laughs> just, no one can make well, so we've just been late. Just, the camera just zoomed in. Will he get up next? <laughs> <laughs> oh, will we come back from commercial break? <laughs> Still just lying there. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's funny. COVID, man, that was a that was an interesting year because I remember we uh, we shut down here. You know, yeah. we everything shut down, and but like everyone went to like you have to work from home. I remember talking to like Stephen and Cliff and all these people going, I can't work from home. Like mm. my job is physical stuff, sitting at a desk on a computer, like, yeah, and wired so, into everything. And so I'm like, so then I literally was the only one on campus like every day. It was oh. so weird. And so what I would do is the church has, like, the 70-volt speakers in the hallways and stuff. And so I would turn on this, like, sanctuary system and, like, I would crank music. So you could hear it throughout the whole, like, church that I'm working through. And so, but then Cliff would come up randomly. I'm like, oh, hello. (laughs) So turn the music down, you know. That's funny. So I got a question for you now. Okay. Because 2020, COVID, all of that was a very strange time period. And luckily, living in Florida, it was a very short Super locked down and all that. True, very true. Um, Dude, though, during COVID, sorry to interrupt your story. (laughs) The one thing that was great from COVID is I had an incredible tan. I was outside every day in a little kiddie pool. Me and mom would just hang out out there and drink our iced coffees. I was golden. I looked so good. Literally. Literally. (laughs) Dude, it was great. And now mom makes fun of me how pale I am. Mm. It does hurt when you work inside all day, and <laughs> you're does. like, I was, I, I did have great. color at one point yeah. when I was now ranching or doing that. ghosts or something. But so in 2020, there's a lot of strange things that happened. What was the weirdest? Since we're gonna ask these questions, <laughs> what was the weirdest experience in 2020 or funniest? Either one. Um, funniest experience of 2020, I think, was Sunday. It was a Sunday morning. 
and we're doing the drive-in services and um we it was we if you guys uh, I don't know if you guys ever were ever at any of the driving services, but we had nope. we had um, it was really cool. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> we never went. We watched from home. Well, I, I this is <laughs> Y'all went. for reference point. This is long before me and Anna ever got married. <laughs> we were <laughs> still at home in high school. Yeah. Long before y'all graduated, met, I guess. Yeah, about the same. Yeah. We uh, so we had scaffolding set up, and that was our stage. So we had like a ten foot ladder that people had to climb up on to get on top of the scaffolding. Amazing. And so we like so in the, it was, and you were out there in rain and like cold and hot like you were out there every single Sunday, and so that like it was like first like during the summer we would be in shorts and a t-shirt just sweating our butts off but we'd be out there and then uh, and then in the winter you're like you can't like we're, we're like hiding in the trailer trying to get away from the wind. And then in the rain, we had tents set up and stuff like that. And so it, it was uh, it was fun. We It was every time I learned. But I think one of the funniest memories I have of COVID during that year was Steve and I would wrestle in, behind the stage. And just just right, right before they'd go up and just we'd be goofing off, being idiots or whatever. And then there was one time where Steve and I were wrestling and I kept backing up. And like Steve and, or whatever. And so before I knew it, we were no longer behind the stage mm. or in front of the stage. And so then I'm not standing properly, and Steven, like, bumps into me. Not enough to do anything, but I slipped because I was on leaves, and then I hit the ground. And so then what it looks like to everybody else is Steven walks up to me, hits me, and knocks me on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Steven's very physical. (laughs) When Phil doesn't do it the way Steven wants it, (laughs) Steven gets nasty. (laughs) Nasty. But, yeah, no, it it was really funny just because, and so, like, for weeks on end, I'd be like, man, Stephen, like, see something would, go, would just like go slight, slightly just a little bit wrong or whatever. I'm like, don't knock me over. <laughs> and it was just a funny joke. And don't then hit me again, please. please. <laughs> <laughs> I promise, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the audio right. I swear. <laughs> then we started because um, we started because um, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but whenever you would watch the live stream on Sunday morning, that was not actually Sunday morning. It was a pre-record. Mm-hmm. So we record on Thursdays, prepare for Sunday. Yep. Then we started doing Sunday morning live stream at the same time. And so what we would do is we would get up and we'd do a nine thirty like a nine o'clock drive in and then they would leave and go to Village Park and do a um a ten o'clock live stream. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so then what we would do is we get up and we so at, and it would be like the services now. They start doing music, Steven goes off, goes to VP, starts doing music, Cliff gets down, goes to VP, starts preaching, like we had it timed out and yeah. so we uh and so then eventually we started doing like live in person stuff you know and but uh and we kept we kept off in the drive through for a long time and slowly started phasing it out but the drive through years were kind of fun just because it was such such a laid back setup you know mm-hmm. it was never, never fun when it start to rain in the middle of it and then we're ripping out trash bags trying to cover speakers in the middle <laughs> of the rain was, and so it was really interesting I remember like my parents when it first started. They were like, we're going to dress like we're going to church, because we are. So we were all dressed up in church clothes. We would hop in the van. We would drive here, and um, we would just attend service, like with it blaring on the radio and everything, <laughs> and Pastor Cliff would come. Well, towards the end of it, people would just roll out of bed. They would be in pajamas. Brothers would be sleeping in the back row, and we'd constantly be waking them up. And then, like, <laughs> Pastor Cliff would be – she'd be like – my mom would be, like, all nervous because, like, Pastor Cliff would be coming to walk over and be like, oh, my goodness. She's like, she's gonna, they're going to see us. We're all in pajamas. Oh, oh man. Hopefully he does it. Oh, he's coming to the door. He's looking at the window. Ah! <laughs> and he's just like, Pastor Cliff just waving. He's just like, doesn't care. <laughs> 
That's funny. I can picture your mom freaking out. Oh, it was so funny. It was like the first, I think it was the very first time we wore, like, my mom was just like, just just wear what you're wearing. And, like, then Pastor Cliff, like, came up to the car and was, like, looking (laughs) in the window. Hey, how's everybody in there? And she's like, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. It was hilarious. Good old days. Goodness. COVID was a fun time. I say that very openly, of course. But Mm -hmm. it was very, it was interesting. I remember we had to drive around with, um, like signed documents from Cliff saying we were allowed to be driving in the beginning because like oh because central workers was, yeah. yeah central workers because they were like they they had the right to pull you over mm-hmm. and you ha- if you weren't a central worker you would get it in trouble was so, it yeah. was such a crazy time and so crazy. I remember having like having a, like for like the first week of work like I didn't have the essential worksheet so I'm like better not do anything illegal right like drive the speed limit <laughs> don't you know use the blinkers do everything perfect they're gonna lock you up. Where are your papers? <laughs> papers. No papers. Add them to the truck. <laughs> the truck. Oh, it was a weird. You, you have to think about this. You're going to have to explain this to your kids someday. Yeah. What 20. And I hope they have some crazy stuff in the t- history books. Right. Like, I really want to know how they're going to swing this one. <laughs> it's just like. Have you ever seen those, like, TikTok videos where it's like, man. 2020, and it's just a whole book. It's like the yeah. that's, that's the, the year 2020 when other. And For then, real. I just so. like the videos, the funny videos where they just try to sum up all the craziness that happened. And it's just like there was so much. Everyone thinks of COVID, but there was also so much stuff that happened during 2020. <laughs> and everyone was paying attention to it because everyone's at home on their phones, like yeah. on yep. social media most of the time. So it's literally like. There was so much stuff to add. <laughs> That's funny. So we had taken a right-hand turn here. Right-hand. Um, we're going to throw you guys on the spot Okay. with a pre-recorded question. Pre-recorded. <laughs> Not pre-recorded, buddy. Hey, pre-asked question. Pre-asked question. What is your favorite scripture verse? I've been studying for this for the last 22 years of life. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, the day he was born, he's thinking, I know he's going to ask me this question later. No. You said favorite scripture verse? Favorite scripture verse. I got, well, one in particular. Okay. And I'll pull it up so I get it just right because it's not going to sound right if I quote you're not King a good James. Because cr- you're not a good <laughs> Christian if you can't quote the Bible. Well, it's not that. <laughs> it's like, so I, if for those of you that don't know, I grew up, um, like independent Baptists where like we only read the King James KJV. So like when I red letter version or non red letter, red letter version, the what the red letter version. Oh, the red letter version. Is there even any other like true? Um, no, but so it's funny because I have scripture verses memorized as a kid and I still take them to heart and I, I enjoy it, but like it's funny because like you're at youth and you just like will quote a verse and it's like thou setteth unto thee like this. <laughs> so like my favorite verse um is uh first Timothy four twelve, but I'm gonna pull up what it says in NLT because it's a little because I have it memorized. <laughs> it's like funny, it's like first, let no man despise thy youth, thy youth. <laughs> right, we're gonna look this but, up because like, so you say I'm it's gonna, memorized. We're gonna test but, your theory. So I'm gonna read you what it says in LT, but it First Timothy what? Four twelve. Okay, so we're here's so what we're gonna do. We're gonna Read the version, we'll have a conversation, then we're going to test your knowledge. Okay. First Timothy 4.12. All right. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believer in word, in conversation, um, 
I believe it goes in deed and then in, in um, charity, which is another word for love. And that's why charity is not quite used the same nowadays, but in your faith and then in purity. Was, uh, that, was, that, was that what you're reading? Is that what you're quoting? No. So that's what I was saying as far as like King James. So then like in oh, LT, wow. it says, don't. <laughs> <laughs> you missed a word. Actually, you added a word. Well, in NLT, it says, don't let anyone think less of you because of your, you are young, but be example. <laughs> the irony of that verse right there. Don't <laughs> I don't think less of you, Wallace, just because you're young. Well, it, it, I'll, I'll tell you what, why I think it. But anyways, and then be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way that you live, in your love, in your faith, and in your purity. So I, I heard that when I was probably 12 or 13, um, and it didn't really apply to me then because I wasn't a Christian, but then uh, around 14, I got saved. And then from there, that verse was re-mentioned. And then all of a sudden it kind of clicked for me where I was like, wow, that meant, it meant a complete different thing. And so I took it. And I was like, okay, well, I was like, this was written to Timothy as mm-hmm. a letter from Paul and, Timothy was just based, or uh, Paul was just encouraging Timothy not to, uh, at the time, just like I was a young Christian, I didn't think there was really much God could use me for because I was brand new. Um, no one's going to listen to a young kid. And then I realized that um, reading through this verse is that God, he laid it out pretty simple. He's like, first off, just because you're young doesn't mean you can be used for the kingdom. And then second, these are the areas in your life that you can walk that will be different than mm-hmm. most people. And it comes back to what we were talking about before about people that kind of have it figured out and people that don't mm-hmm. um, maturity. Um, because this is literally, this is maturity. It's like some people are going to go and do all sorts of things and think that they're, I don't know, they're young and it doesn't really matter because they have all this time to kill and whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's literally, it's like, well, no, you, you, you're not guaranteed any time period, certain mm-hmm. time period. It's like, and in this, it just basically lays out, it's like your life can be different in these ways. Um, and I, I mean, I love them. I, I take it. It's a, it's super practical. Um, mm. A lot of Paul's stuff are, it's just like basically taking really deep theological things and making it super practical. It's literally like, there's no way you're going to walk away from this, not knowing how to do it. It's like, these are the steps to do it. You need to focus in this area of your life, focus in this area of your life, focus in this area of your life. Mm. So, I mean, it lays it out really simple. That's cool. And I love it. It's super practical. That's good. That's a good verse. Anna. Yeah. <laughs> Your turn. Um, one I've always really liked, I learned actually in fifth grade. I'm pretty proud of myself that I still know it. But it's Psalms 139, 23, and 24. Um, Search me, O God, know my heart. Test me, know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me. and Lead me in the way everlasting. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was little, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to memorize this so I can get my piece of candy. Right. But, like, and I didn't actually dive into what it meant. But, like, now as I've gotten older, it's like, search me, oh, God, know my heart. Test me, know my anxious thoughts. Like, mm-hmm. quoting it mm. and asking him to help you out. And just, like, I appreciate that verse more now. And I try to just give it all to the Lord. But sometimes it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard mm-hmm. for at least for me. Thanks. I like the control. <laughs> I like to... <laughs> I like to know what I'm going into, mm-hmm. and it's hard to give that up. Yeah, no, that's good. I remember we talked about um, with one of my podcast people, Will from South Campus. Mm-hmm. Will, 
he was talking about how, um, I remember one of his sermons was talking about what kind of Jesus do we serve? Do we serve like Santa Jesus? Do we serve Dr. Jesus? Like, you know, mm. do you like, so do you, do you, you know, do you always go to him because you want, want, want? Do you go because you like you, I guess that they all kind of tie together, but like, do you, you know, do you pray for the, like for healing all the time? Like, uh, you know, and so, but going to him just because that you like, you need something, you know, mm-hmm. hey, like, hey, I need this again, you know. And so I think that's one of the, um, oh, I remember talking to a youth and he was talking about how he, he's like, well, I don't do, I don't read the Bible on Sundays and Wednesdays because I go to church and that, that does it for me. I'm like, well, I'm like, I was like, I, I'm like, I'm not going to judge you. I said, because I, you know, I'm not the greatest at reading the scriptures either, but you know, I said, I said, you're talking to your, I said, when you talk to your parents, I said, do you only talk to them on certain days of the week? He goes, no, I talk to them every day. I said, okay. And I said, so then, well, then if you talk to them every day, I said, why do you talk to them every day? Well, because I want them to know about my day and what happened and what was going on. And I, oh, I said, and then he's, he looks at me and goes, well, I can see where you're going with this. Like this, you're just, you know, and he's like, but like, it's talking to God is different. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Like you, I'm like I, I tell everybody all the time. I say you gotta really walk up to. I'm like, there's how many times I've walked up to God and said, "Man, this sucks. Mm-hmm. Like this really sucks." And just, just be, plain and simple, like tell yeah. them how you feel. Like just be mm-hmm. blunt. Like I mean, like, I'm, I'm I'm not saying curse God out. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying, but like just be like blunt and you know be forward to the point. Be respectful, but give him how you're feeling. Exactly, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's the. Um, it's, I think it's really cool. And I was talking to somebody the other day. And I said. I said, I like to, this is a really cool illustration that I, I heard the other day and I really like talking about. And it said that, so imagine God was an artist, like, you know, like a painter, right? And he, um, or, and he like sculpted together and he painted the mountains and like Mount, uh, was it Mount Rushmore? Is that the tall mountain? No, Mount Rushmore is the one. And what's the tallest mountain in the world? Mount Everest. Mount Everest. Everest. Yeah, Mount, yeah Mount Everest. Mount like Rushmore is the, that's all the face, the faces one. Mm-hmm. Mount, yeah. Mount, Mount Everest. You know, it's this beautiful, beautiful, amazing thing, and and like all the angels, like wow, like that's awesome. And then he's like, well, now now look at the oceans, like look at all these things I did. And then he um, then he's like, well, he's like, and look at this like really small thing I created, like look at this leaf, look at how intricate these leaves look, and like they look at how look at they change, they change throughout the seasons, and they, you know they they do these things like, oh, that's really cool. And like look at like look at the mountains, look at the rivers, look at the valleys, look at all these things I created, and, and the angels like these are awesome. He goes. And he and the angels are like, man, these you must be really proud of these. And he goes, yes, but you ready to see my best creation ever? And like, yeah. And then all of a sudden he pulls out you and me, and he's like, this is my best creation. And then we're sitting there like, that's just humbling to think about. Like, as a human, we're like worshiping God because like, look at the mountains, look at the trees, mm-hmm. look at all these things you created. But God looks at each one of us and goes, even though you messed up, you screwed up, you did all these things, you are my best creation. Mm-hmm. You are the best thing that I've ever created. And it's just it it in it, it it can really bring you it brings you to the perspective back to say yeah. like wow like there's a God that created the universe by His voice, mm-hmm. still looks at us you and me and says, no you're you're the best thing I've created, mm-hmm. and so and I think that's that's really cool I think it's hard to think about that because you know as humans we we put the perspective of God as our father, we put it perspective to our worldly fathers, you know, and there's a lot of people that have really good fathers. There's a lot of people that have really bad fathers, non-existent fathers. And so I think that's easy to, it's hard to put that into perspective, you know, because we, we sit there and we're like, well, we have to please our far, our fathers this certain way. So that must be how I have to please God. No, 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 it's not, mm-hmm. you know, and there's this, there's this, the, there's the beauty and aspect of that where you don't have to, please God. I mean, you have to please God, but you don't have to like, you know, do all these like 
da 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 like you can you can come to him in your brokenness now and um do either of you guys did you either of you guys ever know Jake Sikama? Yeah. And so it sounds super familiar. Yeah, and so he's actually one of my teachers when he worked at FA. He was my oh, Eagle yeah. Hour teacher. I forgot Jake worked here. Yeah. So I don't remember. But I remember Jake preached one time in youth and he said that he's like when we pick a from a Christian, he said a lot of Christians just immediately, you know, you start the race, right? He said a lot of Christians just sit down at the starting line. And you, you can. You're, that's, you know, you're, you're not going to knock into heaven if you don't do anything with your faith after you become a Christian, you know. But you're not going to win the race. You're not going to you're not gonna be, be successful and succeed in the Christian walk if you're just going to sit there and not do anything. God's still going to accept you. God's still going to love you. God's still going to bring you in. But, like, wouldn't it be more awesome to be able to be like what like <laughs> when you grew up with a lot of siblings, right? Mm-hmm. And you have siblings too, so like this applies to both of you. When you were showing something to your parents, did you want to get show them your best, or do you want to show them just like oh I didn't do anything? Which I mean, which which is which was more important? Right. It's usually the I want to show you my best. I want to do everything I can. So if we're willing to do that to our worldly parents, why can't we do that to our heavenly Father? Mm-hmm. You know, why can't we show our best to Him? Why can't we do our best for Him? And so, but I still think it's the beautiful thing is because even though we want to do our best for him, and when we fall short, because we're always going to fall short, he still looks at us and says, "You're still my best creation." Mm-hmm. And so, I think that's really cool that awesome. he, you know, yeah. how that ties together. And so, one of my mm-hmm. favorite statements I love to say, and I coined it. I think I think I actually make a sign and put hang in my office. Um, and it says, I, "I how do I phrase it? You can't always change your situation, but you can change this perspective of your situation." And so that's always the thing I like to say is when you're in your situation, you're tough. You can't always change the change it, but you can always change how you re- react to it, your perspective, your situation, your angle. I, f- I had friends of mine that they're like, oh, man, I just wish God would give me a sign or a clue or whatever about this specific thing. And then it was like, there was, I forgot what it was. We were, we, were, we were out in a public area with this. I was with my buddy. He was just venting about how he wanted to know, like, where something was. It's something simple, like, like where the Walmart was, I don't know, something like that. And he's like, and then somehow we were tying into the fact of like how like God was like failing him and wasn't answering his prayers or anything like that. And literally like not even like 10 seconds later, a lady, a random lady walks up and goes, I couldn't help but over here. You're looking for this place. It's, it's, here's the directions to it. And walks away. And he's like, oh, that's cool. And then he goes back on to saying yeah. how, like, you know, like, God tells in prayers. I'm like, bro, that's the simplest thing. And like, a lady right. literally just came up and, like, told you where to go. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you know, I think that's the hardest part is we, you know, God always answers our prayers. It just is not the answer we want. Yep. It may not be the answer we want. And so, and sometimes it's a wait, it's a hold, it's a, you know. And I think that's just the, that's the interesting part about it is we have to just be willing to wait and be willing to change our perspective and change the situation. And so, and I, I think that's one of my, one of my favorite verses is what we've been always taught was be still and know that I'm God. Mm-hmm. And so, I um that was interesting. So we on Saturday we had a hip hop revival out here in the, the church, and so I got up and we were having a lot of technical difficulties and like the speaker that we kept like <laughs> we kept blowing breakers and shutting off the system, and so because of how like heavy the subwoofer was, and so we're like trying to like fix it, and so I get up there like all right, here's what we're gonna do, and so because like we needed time to transition like the power from something else to something else, so I talked I set up the whole like be still moment, I said we're gonna be still for sixty seconds. And I was a crowd of like 150 people. I got everyone just be silent for a solid 60 seconds. 
And in that time, we switched all the power. We didn't know what we were going to do. Moment of silence. Exactly. So our tech people can fix all the issues. <laughs> exactly. Dude, prayer is the best transition. It's also the best time to go fix things. There you go. <laughs> and so, but, um, but no, it, it was really sur- kind of a cool moment to like be like, wow, like taking that time just to be still. Yeah. And so, sure. but um, that's I, I, one thing I always try and tell all of our teenagers is just be still. Take time to just 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. Just it it's not that hard to take. It's, so, it's such a simple little thing, but it can change your whole day. Exactly. If you're having a really crappy day. You just mm-hmm. take a moment, talk with the Lord for sixty seconds, and so much can come out of that. Yeah, I remember when I was I was changing my light bulb in my truck one day. I was in, in my front yard changing my light bulb, and the stupid screw would not go back in, and then they just was it was ticking me off. Um, I was like trying to like offer advice, and I'm just like I was I was about to bite her head off. I was like ah, so I just took a minute. I was like, mm-hmm. I sat in silence for a minute, and I was like, all right. And I literally opened my eyes, and there was just like the it like all lined up perfectly in that moment. I was like, okay, I see, I see you, God. All right, there mm-hmm. it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it was just it's funny in the, in the simplest moments, you yeah. know, when things come come to fruition from that. Yeah. I think so. it comes down to a lot is that, um, is that we. God's always there, and he's mm-hmm. always interacting with us. He's always there, but we're not always focused on him. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of Christians or people in the church that they don't they know there is a God. They mm-hmm. just don't really know God. They're not personal. They don't know him like they know a person. They're mm-hmm. not familiar with his voice. There's not they don't spend time with him enough to know who he really is. And I mean, I think a majority of the time it's that you have to, I mean, just like me and Anna, like when we're driving to work, get to talk about our day and we get to talk about uh, how our day was on the, on the way back from work as we head home. It's like, you have to have time to to spend with God, to interact with him it's like you're never going to know who the creator of the universe is if the only time you ever pray to God is for making a quick prayer for food and or re- opening your Bible only when it's Sunday and someone else is telling you what verses and what pages to go to. I'm not saying it to be critical and be like mm-hmm. every one of us is guilty of it for 100%, but it's it's interesting because it's you think your problems was we were talking about perspective before i mean with previous generations but you think your problems are so big Mm -hmm. and sometimes yeah you can you can warrant it you can make it justified of yeah the problems are really big but it's like your problems aren't really as big as you think they are compared it's like i mean job job is a perfect example of he had every reason in the book to be like, my mm-hmm. problems are huge. You need to listen to me, God. And God pretty much just humbled him and showed him, listen, you might be having a really tough time right now, and all these things might be going on your ho- in your life, but don't think they amount to diddly squat compared to all the things that are happening all around you. And it's like if you take peace and comfort, I mean, it's as simple as you said, uh, peace be still know that I'm God like if you take comfort in the fact that I'm working out all these things around you and I say in the book that I'm doing all things for his good mm-hmm. it's like know that things are happening in your life you might not understand 
But don't ever think that it's because for whatever. You can make all sorts of justifications of why things are happening to you, but know that God is doing things for reasons. And sometimes uh-huh. just the perspective is enough to give us peace um, because it's like every difficult situation that comes into our life, the perspective changes where it's not just a glass half empty mentality, but now it's like this is an opportunity for me to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's like your situations do not determine your outcomes anymore. You Not because you, someone did something mean to you today or bad to you doesn't mean you have to be mean or bad to the next person you come in interaction with. Mm-hmm. Um, now you have an opportunity to take that evil and return it with good. Um, mm-hmm. And it, I think it just comes down to perspective. I think so many people, and it's not just people that aren't Christians. I think Christians can be so much more guilty of this in some ways. And we're more of, um, we say one thing and then we don't act it out. Mm-hmm. Type thing. Yep. Uh, it's, it's just 100%. what the Christian walk is. You're constantly being tried and turned and um, you're over time looking more and more like Jesus, but it doesn't mean you're acting exactly like Jesus a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, it is all is opportunity throughout your life. And it, each situation gives you a chance to be able to interact with people in different ways. You had a difficult situation happen to you. Great. You can relate to people that had that same exact situation you have no idea why God's doing things, but also take into account that God's doing all the massive things around the world. And he did this for you for a specific reason. Mm, that's um, good. Perspective. Yeah. That's what you get. <laughs> yeah. I, um, reminds me of a song. It's, uh, I don't, I don't even know who the original version is, but it's by, it's, it's a group that I like to listen to who does like a lot of like acapella stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, the the lyrics say, it's called Remind Me Who I Am. It says, when I lose my way and I forget my name, remind me who I am. In the mirror, all I see is who I don't want to be, so remind me who I am. In the loneliest places, when I can't remember what grace is, tell me once again who I am to you. Tell me lest I forget who I am to you, that I belong to you. Because when my heart is like a stone and I'm running far from home, remind me who I am. And when I can't receive your love, afraid that I'll never be enough, remind me who I am. If I'm your beloved, can you help me believe it? So tell me once again who I am to you. And so, and then the bridge hits, like it says, on the one you love, on the one you love, that that'll, that'll, that will be enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, um, speaking of worship music, there's just like several songs. I think worship is just such a beautiful aspect. I, I just, I connect with music on, you know, such a different level. Mm-hmm. And I think I that's. I agree. That's like, yeah. That's my time. Yeah. Like, that's Jesus the. Is worship. Yeah. That's the. So uh, the next question of the podcast will be favorite kind of worship song that you connect with. Um, I'm trying to find the one song. It's by the Sidewalk Prophets. Um, let's see. Um, do you guys know who the Sidewalk Prophets are? Never heard of them. You've never heard the Sidewalk Prophets? I've seen <laughs> them in concert actually once. Okay, good. well, I will, I will, you'll have to in, uh, listen to these, these guys. Now, but I might know their song. I just didn't know it's by them. True. So, I know a lot of songs. I just don't know who they're by. So the the song is uh, this song is actually one of the first songs I heard when I became a Christian back like in like two thousand eight, mm-hmm. and um, it says you love me anyway, mm-hmm. and it says the question r- w- you've heard it I have yeah it says the question r- was raised as my catch- conscience fell a silly little lie it didn't mean much but it lingers still in the corners of my mind still you called me to walk on the edge of this world to spread my dreams and fly. But the future so far, my heart is so frail, I think I'd rather stay inside. 
and it goes on to the course, which we'll get we'll tie back to in a second. Um, and it talks about that you love me anyway, and it says the bridge is the be- most beautiful part of the song. It says I am the thorn in your crown, but you love me anyway. I am the sweat from your brow, but you love me anyway. I am the nail in your wrist, but you love me anyway. I am Judas's kiss, but you love me anyway. Gosh. And it says, see, now I am the man who yelled out from the crowd for your blood to be spilt on this earth-shaking ground. Yes, then I turned away with a smile on my face. With the sin of my heart, I tried to bury your grace. But then alone in the night, I still call out to you. I'm so ashamed of my life, but you love me anyway. Mm. And it's just Dude, like. That and, hits you hard. It does. And mm. it just, it, it gets you. And like, because when you listen to it, you're hearing the, like, the rawness in his voice as he's saying it. And I just think it's such a it's such a powerful song that you, he loves us anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No matter what we, because that is we are that person. Every time, like someone's like, "Well, we're you know, like when we call out to Jesus, like, well, I'm not I'm not going to be like, man, if I could go back in time, I'd I'd be out there like trying to to save him and doing all this stuff. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Like, unfortunately, you, yeah, like you wouldn't. We're, you wouldn't be like, oh, this is who we are, like yeah. as as our nature, as or whatever, like we are. The people who are in the crowd yelling out, crucify him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, are we, would we say it right now? Like, would I say crucify him? No. Like, I feel like I, as like, as, uh, you know, but like, we still say that by saying, you know, God, you're not good enough. God, you don't, you can't, you, you can't handle this. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the equivalent of saying crucify you. Because, you know, you have no power, you have no authority, you have no opinion. Yeah. And so, um, but no, so what is y'all's favorite worship songs? We'll kind of wrap it up with that song or songs because song. well, okay. Let, let's just let's, we can't just pick one song. Okay, okay. So I get <laughs> I get favorite maybe a hard one to singly or single out. What is a song that is like means a lot to you in this like moment in time? Mm-hmm. Mm. A song that just like man like that that gets me every time. Mm. A lot of times I like will listen to a playlist and I'll be like, mm, I really like that song. That really hits deep. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, I'm not the one to remember the song, remember the who wrote the song, who sung the song. Anna is much better <laughs> at that than I <laughs> There is a, if I can get my phone to work, that you guys ever heard of a group called Cutlass? Mm-mm. Nope. Okay. Let's see if I can get this to work. I may have to... Um, so it's a group called Cutlass, and they have a song called uh, What Faith Can Do. It's really good. You guys should listen to it. But there's an album called Believer, and it's a really kind of a, kind of more of a rock-heavy version mm-hmm. album, but um, it goes all the way down. And there's a song that's called Even If. And oh, Even If. Even If. The, mm-hmm. And it says, sometimes all we have to hold on to is what we know is true of who you are. So when the heartache, hit, like, heartache hits like a hurricane that can never change who you are, and we trust in who you are. So even if the healing doesn't come and life falls apart and dreams are still undone, you are God, you are good, forever faithful one, even if the healing doesn't come. Yep. And so that's a hard, that's a hard like statement to say. Like it's easy to say, but like in the moment, Mm -hmm. it's hard to say, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's one thing I was really cool about Ethan's story is like, he was living out that faith. Like, even if the healing doesn't come, we're still going to praise you. Even if this doesn't, you know, doesn't work out. And so, but, all right. So, so what is the worship song that's hitting right now for you guys? Right now, mine is um, Still Small Voice by Anna Golden. Okay. It's really good. Okay. It le- I learned it when we went through a hard time recently. Mm-hmm. And 
at first I'm like, oh, it's just a really good song to sing. But then right. I stopped. I'm like, oh, these words. Mm-hmm. I start crying. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I love that song. Yeah. Good one. And uh, we're not going to talk about what you guys went through. That's not, not but I just want to personally say, I don't think I ever actually got to say this to you. What you guys have walked through and seeing how you guys, your faith is like stronger on the other side of that thing and, and how it's been strengthened through that. I just want to say I'm really impressed with you, the two of you guys, because Thanks. walking through something like that, I don't know if I could do that. And I, I, th- I think that's a, that's a situation where I think like things I may have walked through, you guys would probably say it the same thing. Like, I don't know if you, but like you guys really learn to like lean on the Lord through that. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't mind talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. We had a miscarriage not too long ago, but I had a, re- I have a really good friend that she's been helping me out a mm-hmm. lot. And she told me, she's like, yeah, it sucks that it happened. And Mm -hmm. I wish we had those babies. Mm -hmm. But if this was the only reason why it happened was to help you to go to go through this, I'm glad it happened. Mm -hmm. And like, I want, I just want to use this story between us Mm -hmm. just as a part of my testimony Mm -hmm. and be that helping hand to another girl that loses Mm -hmm. their baby. Yeah. It's hard. It freaking sucks. Mm -hmm. But... During those moments, I could feel the love God had for us, mm-hmm. and just the night that everything went down, we're both crying. We mm. are, but at the same time, I could just feel like God hugging us, mm. That's it. and it was so comforting. Mm-hmm. And all I wanted to do was just scream at Him. Mm. Yeah, and I st- I still do mm-hmm. every once in a while. I get in my moments, um, and another lady that I work with, she told me, she's like, it's okay to be mad at God. Mm-hmm. He understands why you're mad. Mm-hmm. So don't hide your anger from him mm-hmm. because it's only going to make you feel worse. Yeah. You have to let it out mm-hmm. because the only way you're going to let it out is it's going to get, you're going to get through it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. There is a special, there is knowing God and then there is a special type of really knowing and seeing and feeling God in that you only get through the hard times. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, throughout the Bible, there's vivid images of um, how he grows us. And growing us isn't necessarily the easiest and most comfortable things. And a lot of times, I mean, you look in the Bible, it talks about refining us. Um, like you when you talk about like precious metals and stuff. And it's like, in order to refine something to make it more pure, it has to go through the heavy, intense heat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there's a beauty in that because you're going to know God deeper and in a more powerful way in very difficult times than you will not know him in very easy times. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's that you, I guess, kind of put all the daily things that you're uh, walking through or dealing with on a daily uh, basis out the window and you only have time to focus on God and uh, the pain or whatever you're going through. But um, I don't know if that's it or if it's just the fact that all you can do is rely on God in those moments. I really haven't been able to perfect it or to know, but I think Mm. that it's just, I mean, Job... Is a, is a good example of this. We were talking about him earlier, and it's like he knew, respected, and honored and served God before, but 
but he served God in a much more powerful way after mm-hmm. because he went through that glorifying God, knowing God and realizing that it's not, I mean, even the worst things that can be thrown at us in this life have been conquered already, mm-hmm. right? Job didn't know that at, back in his time, but we know that now that Jesus is overcome not just the grave, but every situation that we can come across in this world. Mm-hmm. The worst and most painfully deadliest thing that we can ever face in this world that everyone has to face, no matter what their background, upbringing, or whatever, is death. And that is the thing that everyone, since time has begun, since Adam and Eve sinned, has been the thing that everyone has to face at some point, no matter how much money you have or position or whatever, is that you have to face death. Mm. And it scares everyone. Mm -hmm. But even that has been overcome by Jesus. And Mm. Jesus has given us the ability to where even something as hard as what we were going through that um, quite a few people honestly go through that you don't even know about. And even that, as hard as it was and as hard as it still is in some ways, um, even that has been defeated. That pain and all that is, it's something that is definitely there, but it's something that we don't have to dwell on or think on Mm -hmm. um, because even Jesus has given us a hope. And now we're like, well, you know what? At the end of the day, we're still here. And this gives us the ability to talk and relate to other people that we didn't have before we get to testify of how good he is even in the worst of situations and at the end of the day we have a hope that we know that our baby is going to be waiting for us up in heaven mm-hmm. and maybe we didn't get to meet with them but they're going to be up there waiting for us and we're going to mm-hmm. get all of eternity to get to know them mm-hmm. after that in paradise it's it's a very comforting thought what's well, a really mm-hmm. cool story from that is this is total God thing through that. Mm-hmm. So found out all the things and I had to have a surgery mm-hmm. after to just do all the things. Mm-hmm. But bef- the night before that surgery, I had a dream that we were in heaven and this little boy with, is this has to be specific, a little boy with brown hair came up and ran into me and said, mm-hmm. hey mama and hugged me. And then the next day after my surgery, his mom gave us, gave me, she got herself one and my mom, this little um, statue thing. Mm. And it was a mom holding her baby and the it was a little boy with brown hair. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, wow. I swear we had a boy. It was pretty cool. That's cool. It was so cool. And I told you before I got the gift in hand and you knew mm. that th- that was the gift and you didn't tell me until I opened it. Mm. And... It's just a cool feeling that I got that night before. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Total God thing. Gives you the peace that passes on all understanding. Mm -hmm. There's some there through this hard time. There's been a lot of moments of peace Mm. with that story, with just feeling God, Mm -hmm. with uh, knowing that that baby only knew love. Mm -hmm. My body wouldn't let go of that, that love for that baby. Mm -hmm. Um, it didn't have to know this crappy place of a, of a world that we live in. <laughs> yes. Thankfully, this is the worst we're ever going to get because it's only going to get better in heaven. Right. But unfortunately, for those who don't realize who Jesus is, this is the best that they're going to get. Yeah. And that's so sad. This is their heaven. Mm-hmm. And this is a crappy heaven to be in. Amen. And it's only going to get worse, bless them. Yeah. And I hate that. Um, 
Yeah, but I, I just that's the crazy. No, I think it's a really cool story, and I appreciate you guys sharing that. I did want to ask that of you guys. And I, I appreciate I that too. I, was, I wasn't going to ask that. I wanted to, um, you know, that's your, you know, your private privacy. But yeah. I think I, I think it's cool that you shared that. I really think it's cool that you guys. Um, well, I, w- I went and planned on talking about it, and then we just started about <laughs> talking about songs and. Mm. Just all the things. I'm like, I just feel like I got to talk about it. Well, which is cool. Because if, if there's someone out there that's listening to this mm-hmm. randomly or, or whatever, and they've been through the same thing, I they can hear that. I've been through it too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know who that person will be, but right. I'm glad that they know my voice. Mm-hmm. And they know that I've been there. Yeah, I think that's the I think it's the cool thing about that is just knowing that people walk through that same situation, you know. I, like, and it's surprising how often it actually happens. Right. It's a freaking miracle to get pregnant. <laughs> Sorry, that's bold to say, but like. Right. It's a little God miracle to mm. get pregnant. Right. And it's just, it's crazy. Yeah, no, I think I, I think it's cool. I think it's, uh, um, I remember uh, when, this is a, just a, a sidetrack my mind went to, but I remember when Heather Davis first got pregnant and she told she told me, it was um do you guys remember the like the like the Instagram challenge like the do the push like the t- do the push up challenge or whatever mm-hmm. yeah, I think you probably did that um and so anyways but uh, the it's an Instagram challenge where you like do a certain amount of push ups and then you you whatever that amount was you had to like challenge and the person that you challenged had to do that same amount and so I did like 25 or something like that and I was like challenging the most random people and so one of them was Heather I was like, Heather, challenge Heather Davis to do this, you know, because Heather never shy away from a challenge and yeah. stuff like that. And she literally responds back, I'm holding my phone, like sitting on the couch, and literally her response back is, it's hard to do 25 push-ups when you're pregnant. <laughs> I literally like drop my phone. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and so she's like, you can't say anything at all. <laughs> and she, she goes, no one else knows. And then it was really funny because like when she when it, they went public, I was like, just want to let you know I told not a soul. <laughs> like I didn't say anything, but... No, I think it's I think it's cool. I um, I th- I think you guys have a really cool testimony, a really cool story that I think you guys have that ability to share with people, and 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 I think you have that, and I think God will use that, if not, if not use it to, for other people, use it within y'all's lives yeah. to be able to grow your faith closer oh, towards I've, Him. Through that, I have grown my faith so much. Yeah, like I was I was walking the Christian life even before that, but like now. I have such more of an appreciation for who God is and mm-hmm. what he can do in life. And it's definitely, I've definitely grown up in the last two, three months mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. lot. It is yeah. interesting though. And, and God will do things in your life that you won't pay attention to until after the fact where you can put all the puzzle pieces together and see it. But, mm-hmm. and like we've grown together so much stronger in our marriage and spiritually together mm-hmm. and separate. We've made mm-hmm. good habits out of it, and mm-hmm. it's as or the situation sucked, but mm-hmm. again, perspective. A lot of everything comes back to perspective. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was interesting. Like leading up to that, the weeks before we found out, um, I had a friend that was going through a very difficult time where they had lost a, a, a very close family member of theirs, and I was trying to figure out how I could best. Um, comfort them how I could give them good um biblical um backing just being like it's going to be okay um and also be able to give as good a testimony as I can to them and I was reading all these books that I got from one of our pastors here and it was interesting because it's like 
not even maybe a week after I started reading all those books, I just got finished through a couple of them on, on, um, bitterness and mourning and all that. And it's like, we find out this and I'm going through different scripture verses. And then it's like, this comes and it's like, wow. And like, I don't, I, I always, I like Jamie does, says this a lot. He says that I, I always want to be like a, a Paul that like, it just stands in the way of like adversity and stuff and always has a great testimony and everything. But he's uh-huh. like, I find that I'm a Peter where it's just like push comes to shove. I'm like, I don't know that guy. And I, I think, uh, I, I think looking back at it, I'm like, man, there's so many ways where I sometimes wish I responded better in, in other ways. But, um, anyways, so like, I mean, I had all this up until that I had all this background and all this um, foundational stuff that I was really re-understanding and really getting a deep knowledge of right before this happened Mm -hmm. and you're like wow it's like there's God does things for reasons Mm -hmm. and he puts things in your life that he prepares you for you just don't know it yet or he's going to teach you through it Mm -hmm. Um, yeah there's so much it's we serve such a loving and beautiful God and he allows difficult things to happen to us for reasons mm-hmm. beyond what we can understand, but it's for a reason. That's the thing that you can find comfort in is that God's going to do things. You're not going to understand them, but there is purpose behind it. It's mm-hmm. not just one of these things where you're an ant and you just happen to get stepped on by this big, um, powerful object that doesn't understand what you're going through or everything. God literally walked in our shoes. Um, when you think about the Hebrew word Emmanuel for God, um, there's many words for God, but one of them's Emmanuel. It's a God is with us, God with us. Mm-hmm. Um, he's our redeemer. He's our savior. He has so many names, but he knows what we're going through. He doesn't just let things happen. Like I, I feel like I would live such a miserable life if I thought there was all these powerful beings doing things that just, don't even think about us down here mm-hmm. when literally just like you were saying, we are the center of his universe. He created us um, to have this beautiful relationship, just like him, the son and the Holy ghost have had for all of time. Mm-hmm. He's invited us into that. That's cool. I, I think that reminds me of a song. Um, and <laughs> everything reminds me of a song. Um, I catch myself doing this more and more. My grandfather would do this thing where he'll say a phrase and it reminds me of him of like an old 50s song and he'll sing a lyric of a line. <laughs> but um, a song called Hallelujah Even Here. Mm, and I that's feel, a good one. I feel like, did you lead that one at late night? Did, did, yeah. Like, yeah, and it says, right, right now I feel a little overwhelmed. Right now I could really use some help. Right now I don't feel like it is well with my soul. Mm-hmm. I've tried to find a way around the mass. I've prayed in faith that the night would end. And right now, when I just can't understand, I lift my hands and I say, hallelujah, even when the storm is relentless, hallelujah, when the battle is endless, in the middle of the, of the in-between, in the middle of everything, over every worry and over every fear, hallelujah, even here. Yep. And I think that's just such a, I think that, I think that song, if I had to pick a song, you guys aren't asking for my opinion on a song over your, your situation, but I think if I had to pick a, a situation where from outside looking in, I think that's what you guys are doing, you're hot, like, you're the sometimes the nights are gonna be long. Sometimes they're mm-hmm. gonna be, you know, they're gonna be. You guys are up. You may be passed out asleep snoring. Don't know if you snore or not, but you may be passed out asleep. <laughs> <laughs> We're not getting into that. <laughs> I, I take by the laugh you snore. I might. <laughs> <laughs> you do a lot of things. In your sleep. <laughs> All I gotta say is I blame my father. That you man s- is a foghorn in the night. You could use you him to find snore. land. You talk. Like, you does he sleepwalk? Thankfully, no, not mm. that I've noticed. Nice. 
I guess you I do sleep s- fight though. You <laughs> sleep fight. You sleep talk. You sleep sit up. Okay, you okay. Sleep-, sleep fight. It's scary. Like I'm li- literally. <laughs> Are you guys? Do you guys have I Love Lucy twin beds? Do you remember? Have you ever seen I Love Lucy? I Love Lucy. No. What? Ah, dating myself here. But uh, <laughs> it's an old TV show where it was. Uh, it was this this um, couple, anyways, and like towards the end of the show, they were actually married in real life, but towards the end of the show, they got a divorce. And so then all of a sudden, the show, they had two separate beds. When they had to have, like, going to bed nights, they had two oh, different yeah. beds. And so we always called it I, Lo- I Love Lucy Beds. That's funny. And so, but, um, so yeah, it's sl- sleep it's... fighting, huh? Well, Listen, I fight, a, I fight a lot of wars in my sleep, and for whatever reason, I rarely win. I don't know why. <laughs> no, That's like, funny. Last few nights, I haven't been sleeping, like, I usually sleep through the night easily, but a couple times, uh, like, this past night, I was up tossing and turning. You just wow. kept sitting up. It freaks me out. Like, (laughs) sleepwalking freaks me out. Mm. So I'm laying in bed. I'm like, Lord, please let this man go back to sleep and just stay still. This is where you pull a tangled moment and just have a frying pan. I have have woken him up a couple of times. I have told her. I'm like, just shove me. Like, slap me I've wiped his face to wake him up. And he's like, what? Like, you're freaking me out. Go, just lay down. What the problem is, is that I have a very wild imagination. (laughs) And then you mix that with a love of history. And I'll be listening to something. I'll listen to history podcasts all the time. I find it fascinating. But, um, and then like, it's like, in my dream, you're bothering me because I'm sitting up in bed. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm fighting the Battle of Waterloo and Napoleon's like right behind me, man. Like, I'm just (laughs) like, you're (laughs) leading the war. I just was like, it's crazy. It's just like, you can't. You're getting this water splashed in your face. (laughs) No, See, okay, let's back sleep. up for a second, though, because the way my brain works, I process a lot of information very quickly, a okay. lot, pretty much faster than pretty much anybody that I know. I just, I'm constantly thinking about, so about you just say things before the thought ever pretty finished. Much. Yeah, I yeah. have that same problem. Um, and so, <laughs> but I, um, I'll be thinking about a hundred different things and my brain can play out like 10 different situations at the same time of like, if, as you're saying something, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll play out 10 different options of what you're about to say. Mm-hmm. And when I said, you pull a tingled moment and have your frying pan over here and whack them upside the head, you're like, well, I've done that before. <laughs> I was like, and the, but then well, you, you, you yeah. finished it by saying, I've, I've woken him up before. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm thinking like, man, if you've, you've hit your husband upside the head with a frying pan, I'm like, okay. <laughs> You, you see that scar right there? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mr. Run into a wee, wall. We we don't need to go there. Mr. All right. Run into a wall. You ran into a wall? It was, it was told, during bodies. You it told me a, you fought someone. It, okay. <laughs> you believe that? So, hold on. Shh, 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 shh. For the official story of, okay. of what happened to okay, my wait, first hang, time. Hang on. Wait, 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 wait. Yes, do it, do it. Story time with Wallace. That was so loud. That was a lot louder than I thought it was going <laughs> to be. Wow. really loud. Um. Yeah, so for the official story before any, you know, ridiculous accusations, um, <laughs> I was on top secret mission I can't tell anyone about, but it involved going and tracking down very bad people off the coast of Papua New Guinea, and they had machetes, but I, machetes. Wow, I took okay. them all out with okay. the backside of a bream, broom. A bream? So, uh, What's a bream? A bream is it's when you break a broom in half and then bream. Boom. Okay. <laughs> That's the sound they make of the, the clicking the by the head. No, it's when you miss them and hit the wall of the boat. and it's a With your head? No, yeah. with their heads. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, so, interesting. anyways, what was the first question? <laughs> How did we get down this rabbit hole <laughs> of where? I don't even know. Sleepwalking, sleep talking. I think I was having a conversation about, uh, we talked about you snoring. I was trying to make a serious point, but then we got this. Oh, rub. sorry. <laughs> so, what was the serious point? The serious that? point I was going to make was um, 
at some point because that line in the song talks about how there are there are mm. there are long nights and there's things like that. So there might be nights where you're asleep or you're asleep and others awake or you're both awake. But there's gonna be the long nights. But I think that's cool that you take that time to say hallelujah even here, even though yeah. it's hard, mm-hmm. even though it's gonna be hard. Mm-hmm. Like there's still gonna be moments, even when you're, you know, twenty years from now, you're probably still gonna have moments, you know. But you're still gonna take that time to say hallelujah even here. Mm-hmm. And so, I um. And uh, on a non-serious moment, but kind of a serious moment on, on the same topic, I remember hearing about your situation and um, and be like, man, like that's like, uh, like I remember like hearing it and, and like going, oh my gosh, like sitting back down in the office going like, whoa, like, you know, two of my really good friends are walking through a t- tough situation, but I'm like, I'm not going to reach out right now because this is not the moment to reach out mm-hmm. and wait, wait until that right time to remember to reach out and when to figure out. And so kind of waited for you guys to go public with it before I reached out because I wanted to make sure that you guys had your time and had your moment there. But then I remember this is a, this is a moment where I actually don't think I've ever had this conversation with you, but I felt really bad about this moment after it happened. We're like three weeks later, three or four weeks later, we're at tag and we're doing this video uh, called the mentoring moment and it's through the eyes of a child. And I'm like, I need help answering questions, asking questions and like doing this recording. And so I'm like, Anna, will you just help me read these questions? Mm. And then as you're reading these questions over and over and over again, you, you I, I don't know if, like, you knew this or not, but, like, I felt like you started, like, choking up in the questions. Really? I, at least that's I what, didn't even pay attention. I'm going to be honest. That's what I heard. And I was yeah, like, cause okay. it was like, it's like, you're like, you know, what's your favorite thing about, about a mom? What does a mom do for you? All mom questions. And I'm like, as I, like, you might have just been clearing your throat, but I felt really bad because I'm like, crap, yeah. she just had this moment on. Now she's, like, asking questions about a mom. I'm like, I'm the worst person in the world no. right now. Well, but, well, I, can... I didn't even think twice about that. I was <laughs> listening to all these kids' answers about one kid answering, what does mom do for you? She's like, lettuce, tomatoes, strawberries. Vegeta- really? Vegetables. Vegetables. Brilliant answer. Love that That's one. a boy mom right there. It was a girl. That it's actually that. A it was a girl. girl. <laughs> was a girl. What? That sounds that. like my family. Like, Dude, what does my mom do? We yeah, have she the makes coolest food. kids at Village Park. Yeah. I but love. I remember them. when pretty savage. Nick was like, she cooks food. Literally every question. Literally what, everything was food related. Yeah. What does your mom the do for you? The best way she to a man's food. heart is through his stomach. That's right? so true. What does What does your mom do for you? She cooks food. Like, What's the harsh part about being a mom? Well, I'm not one, but I guess I can cook the food. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yo, get deep into, the, like, your mom. Your moms do so much for well, you. Well, it was funny. The Jenny goes, she goes, well, this isn't as deep as I thought it was going to get. I said, it wasn't getting any deeper than this. Like, <laughs> no. We tried. We tried. Yeah. I ch- out of all the questions, I tried to pick the deepest ones, and they all like, ended up being food. Hey. Oh, and man. so then she's like, well, that just mean, means, like, she tied it into, like, the kids pay attention to the small things that we, that as moms wouldn't yeah. think about. There you go. They're very... Like, I was like, so long to Jenny for making this plan work, but uh, so we'll just know. It's like when you walk through that, it feels like so many people say the like you're not the only. Those people are gonna say things mm-hmm. that are just like, oh, that wasn't really good timing <laughs> for that. <laughs> oh yeah, and it will happen a lot, it and does. it's not. Don't feel bad about it because it's like you're not gonna be the only one. So many people say like, so many people start announcing, oh, like you're going through a dark time like this. You're like, people are like, oh yeah, we're having a baby, this, that, 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 that. So many things, it just is you're more sensitive or you're maybe paying attention to it more. Mm-hmm. And so you notice it. Um, and But it, at the same time, it's like, there is a way to get through it. And if you don't lean on that way, you're gonna have a really, really tough time. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, I don't know how people do it without Jesus. And for real. I don't know true, even true. really how Dude. you really ever grow from it without Jesus yeah. because Jesus allows you to, I mean, Jesus mm-hmm. allows you to 
to really actually be able to grow through it to where it's mm-hmm. not just like a ticking time bomb waiting for someone to say something that's going to really upset you yeah. and then you can't function. It's like he literally gives you the ability to work through it to the point where you can talk about it just like we are right now. Yeah, yeah that's good. Well, we're, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this podcast. I always like ending with some like dad jokes. Okay. Funny oh jokes. gosh. Hit me, bro. <laughs> Hit me. And so like. it says, "What if Stacy's mom was actually Jesse's girl, and her number was eight six seven five three zero nine? Oh well. Yeah. Well, I could tell you out of those three songs, mm-hmm. one guy was actually hilarious. It's just like, okay, you're gonna be really messed up and dump me. How about this? I'm gonna make a number one hit, and I'm gonna add your number in that, so that all these people now will call that. I wonder how many people have called that number. <laughs> I got a joke for you. Okay. All, all right. right. So, I was trying to find the sun, okay? Okay. So, I stayed up all night. Mm-hmm. But then, guess what? What? It dawned on me. sun doesn't come up till morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a horrible one, but I wanted to make you feel better about that, like, that last dad joke that was... Mm, yeah. Well, that's the part about dad jokes, is they're always hit or miss. Yeah. They're usually miss, but they're sometimes a hit. They're just so cringy that you laugh. And that's what makes them funny. Yeah. All right. Last one. What is green? Fuzzy has four legs and will kill you if it falls out of a tree. That was a poisonous caterpillar. Those fuzzy caterpillars. No, pool table. A pool table? Yes. It's big, green, fuzzy, has four legs and will kill you if it falls out of a tree. (laughs) Yes, that's correct. (laughs) We thank you for joining the Philosophy Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We ask that you please return next Friday as we continue this podcast with another special guest that you will hear about later on. Mm. Yeah. Exciting. I don't know who that is because this is not my podcast, but we thank you for your time (laughs) and attention. Please enjoy the rest of your drive, day, or whatever (laughs) you're doing at this current moment. Bye-bye now.